You are listening to The Poet Cast, the podcast produced by the Whittier College Office of Admission, where we discuss topics to help you navigate the college search process. On this episode, we're joined by current Whittier students who recently completed the application process. They provide insights into their decision-making and how they ultimately settled on joining us. A variety of topics are covered, including the importance of being organized, navigating through the pandemic, and finding ways to stay motivated. All that and more on The Poet Cast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Poet Cast. I'm Casey Shubin, the Campus Visit Coordinator here at Whittier College. I'm really excited about today's episode because all of you will be able to hear from current students attending Whittier who just went through the application process last year. So you'll be able to hear firsthand what it was like and hopefully have a better idea of what to expect. Um, today, I'm gonna be joined by two students, Katie Ann, who's a transfer, and Samantha, who's a first year student. So I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Uh, welcome both of you to the PoetCast. Hi, thanks for having us. Um, I'm Katie Ann, I'm a third year transfer student to Whittier. So I just transferred this year. Um, I came from Fullerton College, which is just a few minutes from Whittier College, and I'm excited to be here. Welcome, Katie Ann. Sorry. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Samantha Maldonado. My major is political science, and I'm actually from the Whittier. Uh, I will be graduating in 2024, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, welcome, both of you. We're really excited to have you on the PoetCast today. Um, fun fact, you both are the first students to be on this podcast, so very exciting to have you both here. Um, so for our audience, today's episode is all about things you wish you would have known as an applicant, um, and we'll be reflecting on your application process. Um, Katie Ann and Samantha will definitely be able to share their experiences and hopefully provide um, you all with some things to consider as you go through this process on your own. So let's just jump right into it. Um, so let's set the scene for our audience. So for Samantha and Katie Ann, bring us back to a year ago when you were in this application process yourself. So really walk us through your method of applying to college. How did you decide which schools you wanted to apply to? Did you even have a process or were you just like, I'm just going to apply, see what sticks? Um, kind of walk us through that picture and, and what did you do? Um, I guess I can go first. Um, so I, a year ago when I was applying, um, I guess I was definitely looking for places that were accepting transfer students and that were transfer friendly. So that actually narrows down quite a bit of private colleges at least <laughs> um and I think I also like knew there were some other things I wanted I was I'm a biology major so I was looking for a good biology program um I also had some limitations because I never did any standardized testing so I did not have the safety scores so that definitely also narrowed down some options but you know in California there's a lot of there's a lot of places you can go in terms of colleges. Um, but I think I had a good idea of what I was looking for. And the main issue for me, I think, was going to be how was I going to get there financially? So mm -hmm. my strategy was to apply everywhere and <laughs> see what scholarship packages I could get. So I think I applied to like 10, 12 different universities and just kept putting in applications and doing all kinds of things like that. Um, 
so yeah it's definitely important to you know kind of know what what you're looking for through this process but at the other hand you know applying to as many as you did KDN was only a benefit to you as well because you did have a lot of options right and you were looking to um to a school that could ultimately help you pay their way through it so it sounds like you kind of had a plan but also just trying to see you know what 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 stuck and what colleges were going to give you the funds to to be able to to get there um what about for you samantha um so a year ago i was a senior in high school and i was kind of in the same boat as katie ann um financially it was kind of hard to um to afford all of these, you know, UC applications and, you know, private universities, but I was fortunate enough to have waivers. And so that was kind of my process. I applied to the schools who waived my application fee and kind of went from there. I, I didn't really go in with um, a certain college in mind. I was just once again in the same boat, you know, whoever accepts me, um, I know either way that I'm going to go to college and it's going to work out. But like I mentioned in Whittier, I kind of already had a sense of what the community and the area was like. And um, so I kind of it was like a no brainer to me to apply to Whittier. And I've heard so many great things about it. My aunt actually went to Whittier College way back when, you know, like a long time ago. And she <laughs> told me about all of the great experiences that she had. And I just knew it was something that I had to be a part of. So I definitely recommend having a process, something a little bit more structured than mine, but um, <laughs> I'm glad that I ended up here at Whittier. <laughs> yes, and I think you bring up a really important point, Samantha. You mentioned, you know, you knew you were gonna go to college. Maybe you didn't know where, but you knew you were gonna go. And I think the beauty of both of your stories that you shared is, you know, Katie Ann, you were a transfer. So you went to Fullerton College first and then you ended up at Whittier. And Samantha, you went straight to Whittier, but it is possible um, and there's a lot of options to, to get that education that you're looking for. And so there's no one traditional path, which I think is what's, that's the beauty of higher education. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we kind of heard, you know, where you were at, what your process was, or maybe what your process wasn't, um, <laughs> kind of looking back on that experience, what would you say, was there any challenging aspect to the application process itself? Um, I know a lot of students are right now are probably feeling overwhelmed with just the deadlines, um, the college app or the essay portion, letters of recommendation, all of that. Um, so were there any major challenges that you faced? If so, how did you overcome those challenges or what did you do to address those? And would you have done anything differently? I think for me, the stress was one of the biggest challenges. Um, not even just like, here's the deadlines, here's the applications I got again. Like that's already one stress. And then on top of that is like all the things in your brain, like, what am I doing? Where do I want to go? Is this the right path for me? What if I end up at the wrong school and then I regret it? And so like, mm-hmm. for me, it was a lot of anxiety going into the application process, worrying about like, is this letter of recommendation or not the letter is this like personal statement good enough is what I'm presenting good enough are my grades good enough and so for me a lot of my application struggle was a lot of self-doubt a lot of imposter syndrome um mm-hmm. honestly the way I really addressed that was talking to people 
especially <laughs> all those mentors and people that were the ones writing my letters of rec, just like, hey, like, what do you think? Should I apply here? Can you read this letter for me? Can you tell me how this sounds? I feel really worried about this. And I always had people tell me like, Katie Ann, it's going to be fine. You're going to get in mm. somewhere. <laughs> you know that you want to go to college. Like it's going to work out. You don't have to stress about it. And to make an Excel document with all the deadlines <laughs> in there. <laughs> and with those two pieces of advice, I got through the application process. So if you have a little bit of encouragement from some people you know and you trust and a really well-documented Excel document with your deadlines on it, then I think you'll be okay. Kitty Ann, you bring up a, a really good point, right? A lot of this process can cause stress and anxiety for, for students and families and the parents that are going through this process with, with the student. Um, and really to, to help avoid that and imposter syndrome is real. And so, like you said, reaching out to, to that support network and letting and letting them know like, hey, I'm worried about this or I'm worried about that. Um, and really getting that support from others to, to validate that you're on the right path. You've done the work thus far um, and you are going to get in. And if you, you know, if you submit your applications, there's more than one way that you can reach uh, an institution. So um, thank you for sharing that. Anything for you, Samantha? What were some of your challenges? Um, how did you overcome them? And, and what was that process like for you? So some of my challenges were, I think Katie Ann mentioned it, like the structure and the timing of when to get things done. Um, I, like I said, I was in high school, my senior year um, in a pandemic. And um, it was just, it was a lot of stress, honestly. And, mm -hmm. but you can get through it. Um, I think one of the most important things that I did was I reached out to those um the admissions office when I had questions as a first generation college student, you know, my mom or dad didn't go to college. And I, of course I have cousins and aunts who have gone, but it just, it was hard to like reach out because you feel a little, you know, ashamed about not knowing how to do something. And I think really reaching out to the um, office of admissions was a really good support system. And I definitely recommend it if you have any questions they're definitely the people to go to. They saved my life so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%, Samantha. Um, and that's that's what we're here for, right? We encourage you to call. We encourage you to email. We encourage you to sign up for events, connect with your admission counselor, because ultimately we're here to help you navigate this process. And if you are a first-generation college student, or maybe you have had parents that have gone to college, but you're still need help with this application process, um, use the resources at hand. And so I know a lot of admission counselors would be more than happy to, to help you through that process. Um, and you, you kind of talk, you both allude to, you know, it being a process and having a lot of deadlines and applications and making Excel documents. And so that obviously took time, that took hard work, dedication, persistence. Um, kind of looking back on, on all that you did, do you feel that you dedicated enough time to applying to these different institutions? And really, how did you manage your time on top of all the other responsibilities you had going on at the time? I think I probably could have dedicated a little more time <laughs> to give myself some stress. Um, but I did start early and I definitely recommend that, especially when you're applying to places where you have to do a lot of 
um, like writing, so writing your personal statements, filling out long um, common app application questions, all of those things. Starting early, having what I would usually do was make like fake deadlines. Even if the, let's say the Whittier College application deadline is, this, I'm making this up, don't take this. It's, it's, it's February 1st. <laughs> February what, Chris? February 1st. February 1st. Okay, let's say it's February 1st. Maybe <laughs> then I would make my fake deadline as January 15th or something like that because I want to have time to go back and edit. And so by making all those deadlines, um, I felt like it helped me stay organized, stay like ahead of the game instead of waiting until the last minute for to turn in the application and get those last edits done. So that is like my main advice for time management is just start early, make fake deadlines to hold yourself accountable and it'll be okay. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Make <laughs> fake deadlines on your Excel document and you're going places. <laughs> I definitely think setting that schedule is so key to the whole process. Uh, I dedicated, I feel like I dedicated, I'm going to give myself some credit here. Uh, I, did, I dedicated <laughs> myself to the personal essay. Um, a whole, like I gave myself a lot of time and um, I'm really glad for that because it's, trying to do an important task under stress and deadline is just definitely not the way to go. Um, I had the early acceptance application, so I had a bit of extra time to do things, but as a natural procrastinator, like everyone is, um, you know, there was some things that I just did not do. And um, I wish I would have given like my teacher recommendation a little bit more time, maybe send that email to the, your teacher a little bit quicker. <laughs> But it all worked out in the end, and um, I'm really happy for that. So, Samantha, you bring up something that's that's a huge part of the application process, um, which is personal statements. And so, I did want to touch on this a little bit. Um, and I know last uh, in a few episodes back, we had some we had an episode all about the personal statements. But from two students who recently, fairly recently, just wrote their personal statements last year. Um, what was your approach to writing your personal statement? And you both talked about having enough time to do this. So um, did you have people look over it? Did you, how did you know what you wanted to write about? Um, any thoughts on, on this for our listeners? Yeah, um, I tried to do it early because I knew I wanted to have a lot of people that I knew look over it and just see what they thought. Um, and I think that was really good because they gave me some great advice and it was just good for somebody to see it um, from a different lens, you know, because I'm coming from my own experience. I know what I'm writing about. So I think it's coming across clearly, but <laughs> it's good to have someone else look at it. And I think in trying to figure out what to write about, at first I had a hard time because, you know, that's very existential. Like what, explain yourself, who are you? Like, why should we accept you, you know? And I think my strategy was like make it a personal statement. You know, the people that are reading your application, they know your grades, they know your extracurriculars, they know all of these on paper things about you and what makes you a good student, but they have no idea who you are. And so what's gonna make you stand out? What's gonna show them, this is who I am as a person. This is what I care about. This is what I wanna do. This is what types of passions and what types of thoughts that I have. So I think I, I not I think, I did write mine, 
Um, I wrote it about how I decided to become a biology major because I was really interested in nature when I was a kid. I ended up taking a lot of courses at my community college and I really fell in love with science. And then I also got a job as a tutor teaching science and I loved it. And I realized, oh, I definitely want to go into teaching and now I want to be a professor. And so when I was writing those personal statements, I was talking about like, these are the things that I want to do. I want to get my PhD. I want to be a biology major. I want to be a teacher. And then what, why I wanted to do that. And part of it was my dad is a Vietnamese refugee and he grew up very, very, very impoverished. Um, but he also went to UCLA and now he owns a home and now he has a really great job and his education like really lifted him out of that. And so in my statement, I wrote about like, this is why I want to go to college. This is why I want to be a teacher. This is how I've gotten to this place and something that's unique to my own story and unique to myself. So I think that was my strategy was like, how do I make it personal? Here's what I'm trying to do. And then again, like, here's how this school is going to help me get there. So for Whittier, it was like, you guys are really small. You have a really great biology program. So this is going to be really great for me to get connections, to get experience for grad school, which will help me become a professor. And so I think just connecting that with like connecting your personal life and your personal goals to the school is also really helpful. But honestly, just write about you. And if you, you know you, so just write about you and you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Katie Ann. Um, lots of really valuable and important information that you shared. Um, and I think something too is that that personal statement was unique to you. It's personal for a reason. And so, um, you know, like you said, you know you the best and who better to write your story than yourself. Actually, that is like, you said it all. <laughs> but um, as oh, no. a high school student, I was, you know, used to writing a lot of essays for class, but they were more mm -hmm. academic. And having to write an essay about yourself, like basically bragging about yourself, it's something that I've just never had the opportunity to do. To do. And mm -hmm. I was just very hesitant as to choosing um, what story and, you know, how to come across as a student that they'd want to admit into their school. And um, I think I really started off with asking myself, what makes me the student that I am today? What moment in my educational history um, made me realize, oh, I want to major in political science? Or what struggles in my life um, have I experienced that makes me the person I am today? You know, student versus person. There's kind of like two different things. And uh, I wrote about, you know, once again, living in Whittier, I was able to, as a high school student, I was able to participate in the STEM program that Whittier College offered to uh, girls in high school. And I talked about that. I talked about how I was able to um, do scientific research with a professor from Whittier College, Dr. Bora, giving him a shout out. Um, <laughs> and um, at the time, I was really interested in STEM and biology. Uh, you know, things changed. I'm now a political science major. It's kind of on the end of the spectrum. But um, it was something <laughs> that I loved that Whittier offered to their community. And um, it was something, once again, that I wanted to be a part of. Now, my other essay was just totally different. It was about um, how I participated in the U.S. Naval Academy 
STEM program. It was another STEM program um, during the summer. And that was all the way in Maryland. And I talked about, you know, kind of the fear of the unknown. I going to a military academy, you know, for STEM, it was kind of like, what the heck am I doing here? And um, the second, I even went like um, for a second time, I think my junior year. And I did that alone. I traveled on a plane alone. And um, I talked about that and just how that was something I was considering at the time, uh, going into their STEM majors, but realized that I wanted something closer to home. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I went for Whittier. That's really awesome, Samantha. Um, and thank you for sharing that experience. And something that I, I actually have a question for you, you know, you were writing your personal statement while you were a senior in high school. And you talk about this point where writing academic um essays, but not necessarily having the opportunity to write about yourself at that point in your life. And so do you have any advice or tips on how you um, kind of shifted gears and how, you know, what helped you uh, to write about yourself in a way that you weren't used to doing at the time? Um, so for academic essays, I think one of the most important things was the tone. And trying to figure out a tone for my personal essay was, I don't know, it was kind of hard once again like I said just having to literally brag about yourself and talk about you it's it's hard and um and then the language you know it's a totally different language you know in an academic essay they require you to use you know big words in the dictionary and I'm not so great with vocabulary at the time I wasn't so great with vocabulary so <laughs> there's just a lot of different elements that go into an academic essay that really differ from a personal essay Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so we've had an opportunity to kind of walk our listeners through that application process, what it was like, um, what strategies you all had in place and your personal statement. Um, so I want to I want to talk a little bit about that moment you found out that you were accepted, um, not only at Whittier, but perhaps to some of the other institutions that you were accepted to. Um, first of all, what was that experience like? knowing um, and learning that you had been accepted into a higher education institution um, and walk us through the steps that that helped you make your decision ultimately make your decision um, I think it was exciting and it was like a great moment of like oh my goodness I I did it like I did that and then it was like terrifying <laughs> because now I have to choose a school <laughs> that was my experience at least but I think getting those letters was definitely it was very affirming for me like okay I got this I can do this and then trying to figure out okay now which school am I going to choose looking through the financial packages doing all of that was a whole nother process that I had to go through and I think for me um, again finances was one of the most important things for me I had to choose like okay what's going to be reasonable for me um, I don't want to be in a crazy amount of debt. I'm okay with a little bit, but you know, I'd like to, I'd like to not be in debt. <laughs> that was part of my reasoning. And then it was like, do I want to go far away? Do I want to go close to home? Am I interested in this program or am I interested in this program? And I think for me, I knew what I was looking for. I knew I wanted somewhere small because I was looking at grad school and I knew that in order to get into grad school, it's going to be a lot more beneficial for me to go to a smaller school. Um, and then I knew I wanted to stay closer to home. 
um, I wanted to live with my family. I wanted to stay here. So because I was a transfer student and I had spent time in college already, I there were some things about my community college that like I really loved. I loved that it was very diverse. I loved that it served a lot of um, underrepresented communities. There were just things and programs and lots of aspects that I really appreciated at my community college that I was ultimately looking for in my um, four-year university. And Whittier kind of met, checked all the boxes for me. I was able to get a very good scholarship package. Um, it was one of the most diverse private universities in Southern California that I could find, which was great. It was close to home and I, it was like a really enriching community. And I think I was very stressed for a long time. And like all of my mentors and people that told me like, it's gonna be okay, you're gonna know. And I think once it got to the point when I had all of the schools laid before me, like I knew, I knew what was the right spot. So now looking back, I'm thinking like, okay, don't, don't stress about it. And obviously I was given this advice and I didn't listen. So maybe you're not gonna listen to this <laughs> advice either, but know that like when it comes around, I feel like it's pretty clear where you're supposed to be. And it's pretty clear, like, okay, this is the right school for me, you know? Um, it's, it's that feeling that you get yeah. um, about which, which, which institution do I feel most connected to? Where do I see myself fitting in? Um, do their values align with my values? Um, exactly. Is it what I'm looking for? So all of those things that you, you considered um, led you to your decision, ultimately. That's awesome. What about for you, Samantha? Um, yeah, like she said, it was it was really exciting and validating getting all of those college acceptance letters. I think I applied to about like eight and got into five, and I was like, I was happy with that. <laughs> um, my story is the the way I found out that I got into Whittier. I, like I said earlier, I was in, I got that early acceptance application. And so I was one of the first to know whether I got into Whittier or not. And I was actually at, it was like maybe like 6 p.m. at night. And I was actually at my brother's friend's pizza birthday party. And I, I'm just <laughs> checking my emails because, you know, there are a bunch of kids and I'm just, you know, nothing to do. So I checked my email and I see Whittier College emailed me acceptance and I was like, wow, you know, just seeing that and seeing my name next to you, congratulations, you're accepted. And I was, was kind of crazy. And I showed my mom and, you know, we're in this pizza joint and we literally start crying <laughs> together. <Aww>. And, <laughs> you know, we call my aunt because she was, you know, once again, she went to Whittier and she starts crying. And it was just, whether it be from, you know, acceptance from Whittier or any other college, you there's an emotion that comes with it. Um, just knowing that you're capable Absolutely. Yeah, just knowing that you're capable of mm -hmm. doing something like that doing something for yourself and um, you know going to you know living in Whittier knowing the area like Kitty Ann said it's such a diverse and welcoming community and um, like it's somewhere that I wanted to go I, I got other offers from Cal States and a UC but I the, with the UC, I just thought it's a bit too big for me. I wanted something small, more intimate. I'm that's just how I learn, and um, it's just that's that was one of the reasons why I chose Whittier. Just the community, the small, 
knit community is that how you say it yeah the small knit community <laughs> that uh, comes with Whittier College awesome thank you both for sharing those stories that's that's really cool who knew you'd you'd find an acceptance while you were at a pizza party <laughs> <Very cool. laughs> you'll and you'll never forget that experience <laughs> um so something I do want to uh, bring up too, obviously you both found out you were accepted and started um, at Whittier in the height and middle of the pandemic, right? And so I know you both have, you did see campus in some capacity prior to the pandemic, but really um, when you were making your choice, whether or not you wanted to attend Whittier, um, a lot of that was done while everything was remote. And so um did any of you attend events that were put on by the college um, or things that helped you ultimately make your decision um, that you didn't necessarily need to be on campus, but it really helped you get more in touch with what the college was about, the culture, um, and helped you get a better sense before you made that decision? Yeah, I went to a lot of the Zoom panels that were coming out, like, right, I think it was the week before you had to submit your either acceptance or decline the um, offer of admission. And I really enjoyed those, actually. I thought they were really interesting. I went to one that was just a panel of a bunch of um, natural science professors. And that was really cool as going in as a biology major. I attended one that was just all about like diversity and lots of different clubs that they had on Whittier's campus. So that was great. Um, but honestly, for me, what really pushed my decision to choose Whittier was like just interacting with the Office of Admission when I was trying to find my application and get all of this stuff sorted out. Like that was a really great experience. And I feel like everyone I talked to at the office was so amazing, so helpful, even though I was just like calling them on the phone all the time, asking them for things. Like everyone was so kind and like quick and fast to respond. And I that really stood out to me. I had been talking to a lot of other schools and a lot of them were very cold. Some of them were really mean to me, <laughs> but Whittier was like very kind in my admissions counselor. I even ended up emailing her and letting her know like, I'm really interested in Whittier, but I need a little bit more. I can't afford to go here. And she, she called me and was like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, Kitty Ann. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna talk to them and I'm gonna see what I can get you. And she came back with an additional scholarship for me. And that's when I knew, like, I have to go to Whittier. What other school is going to do something like that for me? What other school is going to, like, care about me like that? So that was, like, my <laughs> Whittier pandemic experience was, like, everything's crazy. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm trying to talk to people on email and do all these crazy things. And this lady is going to go and try and advocate for me. Like, that's crazy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it was, I don't know, it was such a great experience for me. Yeah, and it's kind of like, why not go to college in your PJs every day? <laughs> but um, <laughs> for me, I definitely used the Whittier College website. I used that map that they had of the whole campus and utilized the, the whole list of majors and minors that they had. And I was like, wow, I there were just so many options. It was just kind of, it's just kind of cool to see um, what they offered. And for me personally, they offered me a nice financial scholarship. And it was just something that I 
couldn't say no to. Um, and I think Whittier should be really proud for their transition into accepting more students, accepting and supporting more students from different economic backgrounds. And um, they definitely helped me out and I'm sure they definitely help you out. Awesome. Well, thank you both for, for sharing your experiences, being so just raw and honest about your process, your ups, your downs, um, your pizza party, your your thousand calls to the admissions office. Um, but these are all real stories. And this is that that personalized experience that, you know, we we want to help our students and we want to be able to help them navigate this process. Um, so we are nearing the uh, the end of our time here on the PoetCast today. So I just want to extend my deepest gratitude to both of you, Katie Ann and Samantha, for joining us. Um, again, sharing your experiences about the application process, what worked for you, what didn't, um, and just reflecting on that process. But before we close out, um, I want to allow uh, a last opportunity for either of you to share any advice you would give to prospective students listening to this, to our audience um, who are applying, and you, what you would think would, would help them um, navigate this process. Yeah. Um, first off, I would say I commend you for continuing to apply to college in the middle of a pandemic. That is a feat in and of itself. So you should be proud of yourself for that. Um, and keep track of your deadlines. Stay on, stay on top of it and know that you're gonna end up where you end up. And obviously you're gonna stress about it, but try not to stress about it because I think at the end of the day, where you get in, it's gonna be the right place for you. And only you are gonna be able to decide that, you know? So cast your net wide see what comes of it, and ultimately know where you end up, that's what's going to be the best for you, you know. Yeah, and I would definitely say, just with the whole process in general, keep that structure. I know it's really hard to set, but it's a great tool that to have during this process and in college because I always find myself writing in my planner the goals for my day and what I need to get done because in the pandemic it's so easily uh, it's so easy to get distracted you know you have your phone and you have people in the house and uh, setting those goals is a really key skill that you need to have and also find that support system you know with whether it be within your family your friends or Whittier College we've said it so many times that they're here to support you and they're only wishing you the best so please take advantage of the tools that they provide you and hey when you know you finally get all those acceptances have yourself a pizza party because everyone deserves yes. a little treat you deserve it <laughs> that would be yes you deserve it that would be my advice to the incoming class Awesome. Thank you both so much for sharing your insights, um, having fun today on the PoetCast, and um, wish you both well. Thank you to all of our listeners today, um, and have a great day. Take care, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to visit us at www.whittier.edu admission for more information about the college and becoming a future poet. The website also has links to all of our past episodes in case you need to catch up. Be on the look for future episodes as we continue to cover a variety of topics that will inform and empower your admission journey. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. <laughs>